This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Welcome to Socially Supportive, where you'll hear the hottest insights and discover cutting-edge technology as we take you behind the scenes with the latest authors, top executives, and industry thought leaders. This is Customer Care the Social Way with your host, Frankie Sochet. Episode 148 of the Socially Supportive Podcast is brought to you by The Social Pack. Get on the inside to stay on the top side. Head on over to sociallysupportive.com and join today for the latest tips, tricks, and technology in digital and social customer care. Also brought to you by Bluehost, the best web hosting for just $3.95 a month Bluehost is the number one recommended web hosting service by WordPress.org. Every account features one-click WordPress installation. Plus, Bluehost trained, in-house experts are there to help 24-7. Their robust help center includes guides, video tutorials, and more. You can try them and love them, or get a refund within 30 days of signing up. Your satisfaction is their top priority, and they're confident you'll be pleased with their services. So head on over to sociallysupportive.com and click the Bluehost picture for more information today. Hello, Social Pack. Welcome to Manic Monday. Did you have a good weekend? I hope so. I hope that you had fun with your family and friends and got to relax a little bit. And I'm going to do my part this morning to transition you from that hopefully very relaxing weekend that you had to be ready to get into the office and doing reporting and answering questions. And today I'm going to get you ready for your day by helping you figure out what you should do when you're asked questions about Facebook and Cambridge Analytica. It was all in the news end of last week. It was a huge deal. I don't know if you've seen all of the news stories and all the articles that have been out about it, but I'm going to help you break it down specific to social media customer care what you should be looking for and thinking about. But first, before we get into that, I do want to let you know that it's only a few weeks away that I'll be speaking at Smart Customer Service 2018 at the Renaissance Washington, D.C. Hotel. That's April 9th through the 11th. So if you haven't already gotten your tickets for Smart Customer Service 2018, head on over to sociallysupportive.com slash smart2018 to get all the information about the event and get your tickets squared away. And if you're going to be there, tweet me at at or email me at frankie at sociallysupported.com. Let me know that you're going to be there because I'd love to grab a coffee with you or have some lunch with you and find out what you're doing with your digital and social customer care programs. And then if you're not able to make it to that, I'll let you know that I will also be covering and moderating at the Insight Group's Customer Service Summit West, June 7th through the 8th in sunny San Diego. Normally, the Customer Service Summit that the Insight Group puts on is held in New York City in the fall. But this year, they're also adding a West Coast leg to the event. So that gives it a little bit different spin. Potentially, we'll have more people that will come out and attend. It's always well attended, especially in the social customer care space, which makes it one of my very favorite conferences every year. So I'm really excited to see what it's going to be like in sunny San Diego. Make sure that you head over to sociallysupportive.com slash CSS West to get more information about that event. 
And remember, my new book is coming out soon called What Customers Want. And if you are a member of the social pack, you will have excerpts sent directly to your inbox. You'll get a sneak peek before anybody else does. You still have time to sign up if you haven't already. So just head over to sociallysupportive.com, scroll down a little bit, fill in your information, and then I will be sending those excerpts to you. All right, let's get into today's inspiration. Today's inspiration comes to us from Andrew Lewis, who said, if you're not paying for it, you're not the customer, you're the product being sold. True story, I had that printed out and put on my bulletin board in my office for years when I started working in social media. Very poignant and very insightful statement from Andrew Lewis. And Instead of a book of the day today, I've got a video of the day for you. This video is on YouTube. There's a link on the show notes, which are at sociallysupportive.com slash episode 148. And the video is titled Television Delivers People by Richard Sarah and Carlotta Faye Schoolman. So what are we talking about today? Well, today we are talking, like I said, all about Facebook and Cambridge Analytica. It stands to reason that there will be talk, especially if you're on the social media team at your organization, about what the impacts might be for this Facebook and Cambridge Analytica situation and how it may or may not impact your program of social media there in your office. And if you're specific to social customer care, I wanted to share with you an overview of what has happened and then give you specific places that you should be looking for data in your program in terms of what you should be thinking about. So first of all, I'm going to share with you an overview in brief about what is going on with Facebook and Cambridge Analytica in case you got to have a weekend away from television and newspapers and didn't have any of that digital worry going through your mind, here's a recap of what was happening. So first, you need to know what Cambridge Analytica is. And according to Wikipedia, yes, that is a valid source. I don't care which college you went to when they told you you couldn't use Wikipedia as a resource on the Socially Supportive Podcast. It is a valid resource. So according to Wikipedia, Cambridge Analytica is, quote, a British political consulting firm which combines data mining, data brokerage, and data analysis with strategic communication for the electoral process. And I'm going to give you a bit of a timeline according to Wikipedia. In 2014, the CEO of Cambridge Analytica, Alexander Nix, claimed the company was involved in 44 U.S. political races. In 2015, data analysis for Ted Cruz's presidential campaign was conducted by Cambridge Analytica. And in 2016, they did a couple of significant things. First, they worked on Donald Trump's presidential campaign. And in 2016, they also worked on the Leave.eu campaign, which has to do with Brexit. So that's who Cambridge Analytica is in a nutshell. What happened? 
Okay, so there were two major articles where the news broke March 17th in the Observer and the New York Times. And what they said is that Alexander Kogan was an academic at Cambridge, and he made an app called This Is Your Digital Life. And the New York Times article says, quote, that that app harvested private information from the Facebook profiles of more than 50 million users without their permission, making it one of the largest data leaks in the social network's history. I go on to quote, the breach allowed the company to exploit the private social media activity of a huge swath of the American electorate developing techniques that underpinned its work on President Trump's campaign in 2016. The app had told people that it was compiling data for academic purposes. So the person who made the app was not clear and transparent about what the information was being used for. People were actually misled about what the information was going to be used for, according to this article. Then, March 17th of 2018, later in the day, Facebook itself issued a news release, which I have linked in the show notes at sociallysupportive.com slash episode 148. There are links to all of these sources that I'm giving to you. Their news release is titled Suspending Cambridge Analytica and SCL Group, which is the parent company of Cambridge Analytica, from Facebook. This was written by Paul Gruel, their VP and Deputy General Counsel at Facebook. So here's what he wrote in that article, according to Frankie, in a nutshell. First, he clarified that there was no data breach. He says that Kogan, the creator of the app, requested, this is a quote, requested and gained access to information from users who chose to sign up to his app and everyone involved gave their consent continuing to quote, people knowingly provided their information so no systems were infiltrated and no passwords or sensitive pieces of information were stolen or hacked. So if people ask you about the Facebook hack, there was no hack, there was no breach, there was none of this. There was this guy who made an app and asked people to sign up for the app and they knowingly gave their information. But Gruel also pointed out, and I quote, that Kogan violated Facebook's platform policies by passing data from an app that was using Facebook login information to SCL Cambridge Analytica, a firm that does political, government, and military work around the globe. So what this means is that the breakdown was that the person who had developed the app had agreed to Facebook's platform policies, agreed to abide by them by not passing the information that he received off to another third party. And he did that anyway. So that's where the breakdown happened is that he was not supposed to be passing this data off. Also, Kogan claimed the This Is Your Digital Life app was a research app developed by a psychologist that offered a personality prediction. And what we know about this is that 
Facebook said 270,000 people downloaded the app and gave consent for Kogan to access their information. And here are the three pieces of information they granted Kogan access to. The city that they had set on their profile, the content that they liked, and information about friends with privacy settings that would allow that. So the friends of the people who had signed up for the app would have to have their profile settings set to say that you would share information with friends of friends. Now remember, this is years ago when this app was out there and available back in 2015. So then here's what Facebook did. Facebook learned of this policy violation on the part of Kogan in 2015, and in 2015, they did these things, removed his app from Facebook, and they demanded certifications from all parties who had access to the data that the data was deleted. Now, recently, they became aware of claims that the data hasn't been deleted, and they are now working to determine the accuracy of those claims. Over the past five years, they pointed out that Facebook has worked to improve their, quote, ability to detect and prevent violations by app developers. So that, in a nutshell, is the background on what happened with Facebook and Cambridge Analytica. So how is this impacting to you as leaders of social customer care? Here's what I would recommend. I would recommend that if your leaders are wondering if there is any change in your day-to-day business because of this Facebook and Cambridge Analytica fiasco, here's what you might look at. Here's what you might think about looking into. I would first take a look and see whether your overall Facebook fan count has changed. If you have fewer followers over on Facebook that is significant, that's something that I would capture and note. I doubt that you're going to see that, but when someone asks you whether anything significant has happened, you can then respond, prior to this Cambridge Analytica debacle, We had this number of fans and followers, and now we have this number of fans and followers. That way, you're able to answer very clearly as to whether there was a change or not. I would then have a look to determine whether the overall volume of your incoming posts has changed inconsistently against a few areas, your forecasts, your historical data, and any events in your vertical or for your company. Find out whether it looks like there are fewer posts coming in from Facebook than you would normally expect. Then I would count the number of Facebook posts from consumers mentioning your brand's app. If you have an app and people are coming to post, are any of them talking about your app and how safe or unsafe it may be and what data it is that you want from your app, from your customers. And then I would also conversely look to see if traffic is rising in other channels. And here's why. Because there's this whole movement that's happening where people are doing hashtag delete Facebook. 
people like Elon Musk are deleting Facebook accounts for, you know, big visibility, high profile items. And so if this is the case, we want to see what is the actual numerical difference between what you're used to getting, what you forecasted and what you're expecting to get versus the user patterns you're seeing now that it's Monday and now that all of this has happened. Because a lot of folks have said over social media that they are definitely deleting their Facebook account and they feel violated and they can't believe that Facebook is treating them this way. So they're done with Facebook. What we want to see is whether their behavior is consistent with those words. My guess is that you're probably as a brand not going to see a whole lot of change in the volume that you get over Facebook after this event has happened versus before the event has happened. But it will be very helpful to your leadership to see that there is no switch in the volume that you're getting where people are leaping over to another channel to communicate with you or there hasn't been a drastic decline in the amount of volume your company is getting in terms of requests for assistance on social media through the Facebook channel. So that's what I would recommend that you start doing. Like I said, I don't expect that you're going to see much, but you'll be able to have an informed response if anyone does ask you or you can proactively send something out to leadership that says, you know, here's what the numbers were before, here's what we're experiencing now, seems like a non-issue for us, and then we'll keep you posted. Today's episode has been brought to you by craftbeerclub.com. Good people drink good beer. Get the finest craft beers from America's best microbreweries delivered right to your door. They search out exceptional craft beers from around the country and then deliver the monthly beer club selections direct to you or your gift recipient's door. You can choose an ongoing beer club membership or craft beer club gifts to ship monthly, every other month, or even quarterly. This is a fantastic gift for the craft beer enthusiast in your life. Give 1 to 12 shipments and receive up to 3 bonus gifts and an additional $25 bonus with your order. So head on over to sociallysupportive.com and click the picture for craftbeerclub.com today for more information. Okay, this has been Manic Monday talking about how you can report to your leadership on what you're seeing on Facebook after the debacle that happened last week with Cambridge Analytica. Tomorrow, we will continue talking about Facebook, specifically about transparency around Facebook data collection. Until then, and even after then, I am Frankie Soche. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I'll catch you tomorrow. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Socially Supportive. Want more? Head on over to sociallysupportive.com to join the social pack and find the best tips, tricks, and technology to take your team from okay to outstanding in no time.